Town Cowboys podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cape Town Cowboys podcast. It's me, Danny Cho. I'm here doing this by myself once again. Um, Bobby is actually back in Korea. However, he is super jet lagged. So uh, I'm going to uh, do this on my own. I mean, to be honest, I didn't want to like continue these Facebook lives because I felt like they were they were uh, they were boring uh, to me. Uh, well, I mean, uh, probably boring to you guys as well. However, I received a message from a friend of mine whose uh, whose son. Uh, what up, Peter? Uh, whose son was? Uh, I mean, I, I guess he has like a bit of a learning disability. And um, he continues to watch this show, uh, and he and it helps him, and uh, apparently it brings a smile to his face. So after hearing that, I'm like, shit, I can't not do these. You know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, thank you, uh, little buddy Teddy, for um, for uh, giving me some purpose to do these. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna you know curse a lot and stuff like that, so um, excuse, uh, please excuse me, uh, and uh, and all that, but um, hi everybody, uh, yeah, you know, it was interesting, like, well, I don't know about everybody else, and you know, you guys can chime in, but uh, why do you do uh, what you do for a living, why do you do things, you know, um, it made me think, um, in all honesty, like we we did the K Town Cowboys just to be like, hey, you know, let's let's um, let's just do something uh, where we're shows like a bunch of friends, and this is how we used to play, and it turned out to be something a little bit bigger uh, than we expected and anticipated. So that was kind of cool, but you know, and even the podcast, I was like, you know what, I don't care if anybody listens to it, uh, listens to this because. When we first started, it was just, hey, we hang out all the time. Might as well, uh, you know, record it and talk shit, you know. And that's what happened. Uh, and, you know, there was there were points where I was like, dude, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of pointless, you know, to do this. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, right? But, um, you know, getting a message that it helps some kid, uh, you know, makes him laugh and smile, makes me go, shit, well, there it is. If if this podcast uh, did that to one person, then, you know, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, it's all worth it. You know what I mean? So um, uh, keep, I don't know, you're not fighting the good fight. I'm like, dude, just keep on watching. And uh, Uncle Danny says, fighting. All right, Teddy? So fighting. So, Let's 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 talk about what happened this week. For me, uh, it was actually yesterday, or two days ago, uh, on Saturday. I might be the first person to have performed stand-up comedy in both English and in Korean. Not not on the same show, but uh, at eight p.m. I did a show at the Comedy Haven in Korean, and at ten. Uh, my buddy Esther Koo came into town and, uh, you know, she was on a tour. So, uh, I did a set for that show in English. So I might be the first person on planet earth to have done stand up in both Korean and in English. And, um, thankfully I did, um, I did all right. I mean, I didn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say I fucking killed or whatever, but, uh, I, um, I did okay. Irene Kim says, I was bummed I missed your show when I was in Korea. Boo. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because uh, the the Korean comedians who were at the 8 o'clock show, a lot of them stayed for the, um, for the 10 o'clock show. And uh, they were like, holy shit. You're... Uh, they they were like, well, we didn't we didn't know you spoke English that well. And I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I'm born I'm, I was born there, and uh, <clears throat> I guess the 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 thing that that kind of shocked them was the fact that 
they were, uh, you know, they, they just saw me do stand-up in Korean, right? And my Korean, I'm not fluent. So it was kind of like, you know, they, they would see this kind of semi-fumbling idiot, you know, figuring out how to tell jokes. And so I, I guess it didn't really, like, register with them, uh, with them that, like, yeah, I did this shit for, you know, 18 years now, you know? And uh, so, yeah, it was the first time they saw me live um, in English, and they were like, whoa. Like, one guy was like, dude, that was some sexy-ass shit. And, um, yeah, it felt good. Uh, thank you for all those that came uh, to, to you know, the shows. I mean, thank you for anyone that came to any of my shows uh, over the past 18 years. Thank you. I mean, you know what it is. It's like uh, the idea of support. You know what I'm saying? Support is, uh, is, it's, I don't know. I mean, for me, the idea of, uh, supporting an artist is, hey, you know, you come to a show. Hey, what's up, Gloria? How are you? Um, uh, you know, you, you, you come to a show or, you know, you, you, you pay, pay, uh, uh, tickets to watch a movie that I wrote. I only wrote one. So, you know, um, and things like that. Like to me, that's, that means a lot, you know, and for, uh, for a lot of you that, uh, paid, paid money, your hard earned cash. I mean, Gloria, she came, uh, to a show in Korea, uh, maybe two, three weeks ago where I was, uh, doing a gig in Hongdae. Just, just to me, like all that kind of support means all the world. Although I don't show it because you know I don't. I'm not really good with that. Like you know, oh thank you. I I just my my soul. It's just not in me to do that shit, right? But you know, it means a lot. So thank you guys for for supporting. Now uh, the the eight o'clock show, uh, the eight o'clock show uh, this past Saturday featured, um, it was a surprise guest, so this famous Korean comedian, Nam Hee-seok, uh, decided to, uh, try stand-up comedy, and, uh, surprisingly, he did really well, I mean, I, I know he's a funny dude, uh, what's up, John, uh, I know he's a funny dude and all that, and he has a, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, what do you call it, he has, like, a fan base, and he has all the expertise and all that shit, but, for someone like that to try stand-up comedy in Korean, never done it. That's some that's some ballsy ass shit, you know. And uh, he killed it. He did well. I mean, what he did wasn't one hundred percent stand-up comedy, uh, but but uh, made the crowd laugh. He had a bunch of stories, and he should because he's you know older dude, and uh, he had a great time. And on top of that. I'm uh, I'm grateful that he did stand up because um, he's supposed to do a show uh, next month, and um, uh, so next month he, we we have a show together, and I was like, "Yo, you're gonna try to do stand up comedy. It's on the news and shit, and uh, I don't want you to go on stage and fucking bomb. That's 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 not good, right? So." So he was like, you're right. And he listened to me, which is, which is rare in, in, you know, in Korean hierarchical hierarchy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't, they don't fucking listen. I'm younger. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, young, do this shit. Most of them are like, eat a dick, motherfucker. They're not going to say it. However, he was like, you're right. And uh, he's uh, testing out his material. And... You know, it definitely helps the stand-up scene. So I'm very thankful and grateful for uh, someone like Nam Young to do that shit. You know what I mean? Because, you know, look, to be honest, there's that Young Tongseng shit. And if a Tongseng goes, Young, you got to do this. They'd be like, suck a dick, dick. You know? Suck a dick, dick is not... That's Man, I've, I've, I've been in Korea too long. I can't even curse people out properly anymore. <clears throat> anyway... Uh, so that was fun, and um, yeah, we're gonna do more shows. Uh, by the way, anyone in Korea next weekend on Saturday, 
I have two shows, one at 5 and one at 8 at um, the JDB Square in Hongdae. I'll be doing stand-up with a comedian named uh, Chang Dongmin and another comedian named Park Youngjin. They're both, like, they're both famous, I guess, in Korea. So that's exciting. And uh, yeah, so there's a, there's a handful of Korean uh, comedians that are trying to do uh, comedy. And I'm, and I'm glad that I'm, I'm in here and I'm trying, trying to push the, uh, uh, push the community into the right direction or as much as I can, right? The other thing, the other show I have is, uh, I don't know that many people in Hong Kong. So if you have any friends in Hong Kong, I have a show at the Takeout Comedy Club uh, in Hong Kong. Two shows, uh, August 31st and September 1st. So if you guys know anybody uh, in Hong Kong, if you have a network in Hong Kong, please tell them to go check it out. For more information, they can check out, uh, what do you call it, uh, my Instagram, Facebook, Danny Cho Comedy. Do it. All right, that's enough uh, plugging stupid shows now. Uh, what, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty. The nitty For those that are watching on Facebook Live, you can probably tell that uh, uh, I'm getting fatter. <laughs> that's, that's the nitty-gritty. I'm getting fucking fat. And uh, what's happening is because I think I told you in the last episode that I was going to try my best to cut down on the drinking. I guess I didn't try hard enough because uh, it's been uh, it's been heavy on the boozing. So um, wish me luck. Hopefully this week is going to be an easier week of me trying not to booze as much. Uh you know, and on top of that, um, because it's like uh, it's, it's summertime here, I mean, as, as as it should be in most of um, this side of the hemisphere. Um, I'm um, I've been a sweaty mess. So what? What happens when you're sweaty? You fucking you know you don't want to dehydrate. You drink a lot of water, swell up, you balloon up. So basically, my face right now. Looks like I ate uh, a handful of ramen. A handful of ramen. I don't know how how people in Korea, uh, people in Korea like stay alive. How do they not have like what's that cirrhosis, that that liver disease or whatever? So much drinking going on. I'm like, what's going on? Why are we drinking so much? Yesterday, after the show. A whole shit ton of boozing. A whole shit ton of boozing. Hi, Joanne. Um, oh, yeah. Joanne, uh, I, had a sh- I did a show with Esther yesterday, two days ago as well. And uh, she says hi. Says you love, she loves you. Joanne Count. She's, uh, she's awesome. Comedian from Malaysia. I know Poppy Zach was here. Taekyung. What's up, Taekyung? Taekyung came to my show yesterday. In um, at the Comedy Haven, he saw the English set this time. He wasn't he wasn't late. Tech Young's funny. He comes late to his show. A few weeks ago, I'm on stage, and as I'm trying to tell a joke, he comes he comes in and he like raises his hands like hey, to me like yo I'm here and I'm like yo, you're fucking up the flow, you're fucking up my my process. Sit down. There's no celebration for you being late. <laughs> but um, thank you for coming. Thank you for being on time yesterday. Huh? <clears throat> but again, one thing about uh, support, that's another thing. There's a lot of people, and it's not just for comedy. A lot of musicians get this. Um, a lot of musicians get this, is like, and comedians get it too. They'll be like, yo, I'm going to come support. Put me on the guest list. I'm like, that's not supporting. <laughs> you coming in for free does not help me one bit. You know what I mean? It does not help the rapper one bit. You know what I'm saying? Or the artist or whatever. You know? You paying the cover, 
getting the drink minimum, whatever it is, that's the fucking support, right? And I remember a friend of mine, not a close friend, matter of fact, I won't even call her that. She comes late to a show where she was on the guest list, and I went, all right, what's up? And she was like, she expected me to be like, oh my God, you came, oh my God, thank you for coming. But my soul was like, what are you, you know? And then she's like, hey, I came. And I'm like, look, what you did did not help me or any of the other comics tonight. So I'm not going to be happy about that shit. You know what I mean? So people, if you're trying to support, pay for the shit, all right? Don't try to get like a fucking free, like, you know what I mean? Like you filling a seat doesn't support anything. You buying shit, you uh, monetarily helping, that's supporting. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that go, oh, I support this and that and that, but you don't do shit. All you do is you sit down and you maybe press a like, you maybe press a share. That's not fucking supporting, all right? All right, enough of that shit. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean. Jason Leung is here. What up, Jason? Superstar comedian in Malaysia. Damn, there's a lot of Malaysians coming into my Facebook Live and then leaving. Fucking sucks. What's up, Jason? Hope everything's good. I hear you're killing it out there in Malaysia. Um, hopefully, I, I get to I get to work with you. By the way, guys, Kuala Lumpur. Been there a few times. Great place. Love the joint. Check it out. Good food. Um, good food and... By the way, I made the mistake the last time, or the first time I was in Kuala Lumpur, I was like, dude, everything's so affordable here. Everything's so cheap. That is a, that's like a backhanded, not even a backhanded compliment. You're fucking shitting on how cheap everything is. It's not a, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's not a good move. And I apologize. I'm a stupid American. Didn't, not well-traveled. I was just like, oh my God. By the way, Walter and I, Walter Hong, comedian, we were out in Malaysia a few years ago, and um, we calculated the whole cost from travel to food and back to the hotel. It costs us a total of $10 USD. And I was like, what the fuck? We ate, we were full, including the Uber drive there. The ride there, 10 bucks. Fucking crazy, right? I hear uh, that's just me being a dumb American going blah, 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 blah. On the flip side, Singapore, which is like a, maybe an hour, hour and a half away, that shit's mad expensive. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but big shout outs to all the folks in Malaysia. A lot of good folks there. Um, one thing about Malaysia, or Kuala Lumpur, to be exact, is that nothing's on a grid. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in New York City, you got the fucking avenues and you got the streets, so it's a grid. You'd be like, yo, put me in the corner of that street and that avenue. Boom, you're there, right? In L.A., you see most of the most of the cities on a grid, so you're just like, boom, I want to be on Western and fucking Wilshire. Boom, that intersection. In Kuala Lumpur, it's not built on a grid. So if you're driving and you miss a right or left turn, you're going to have to take about a 15 to 20 minute detour, right? And on top of that, me being a dumb, ignorant American, all the, what do you call it, the street names are, 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 you know, shit that I'm not familiar with, you know, like words, you know, words that I'm... Like, what is it, Jalana Lore Road, or, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, and I, I can't tell the cab driver, yo, sir, I'm at this hotel on this road, and they'd be like, what? And so there's a lot of, you know, I got to learn. Again, it's just like if you're in Korea, right? Now, if you're, if you turn on Google Maps on Korea, in Korea, and then you try to get directions, you're fucked, because... It is a, sure, all the street names have the English 
Romanization thing going on. However, Google Maps, that lady is not fluent in Korean. So she'll be like, turn right on Nuxpyeong Dero, and you're like, oh shit, what is that? What what is what does that even mean? Right? Turn right on Yun's Road. I'm like, what? What that that doesn't help, right? So Google Maps, not not that good in Korea. Just a pro tip. A pro tip. Not even a pro here, man. Um, what else? Dude, so I've been hooked on this show. A Korean, it's, it's a Netflix show. Um, it is a Netflix show called Mr. Sunshine. Now, it's a Korean drama. It's kind of a historical piece. And the reason why I got hooked on it is because my my uh, my radio co my, no she's not my I'm her, the guest right the radio show that I'm on every Wednesday here in Korea the this that and Amy show on TBS EFM one hundred one point three bam I remembered it um, <clears throat> Amy Aaliyah the host she's on. She was on an episode of the show Mr. Sunshine on Netflix. I watched it. It's starring that dude, Lee Byung-un, the dude with the fucking sexy-ass jawline. I, I, you know what? I envy that jawline. You know what I'm saying? Because given that, you know, I'm a fat ass, like, my jaw... Like, when I, when I lost... When I was a little bit skinnier, I mean, I'm fat now, like I said, because of all the boozing, but I used to have a jaw... Now no more. Thumbs up for the two people that are watching on Facebook Live. If you see my jaw, here I am like fucking extending it out. Extending it out. You want to just punch it, right? A punchable ass jaw. No, I'm saying, Byung-un has a sexy ass jaw. Uh, and that's, that's, I don't even have to say no homo. Everyone knows that jawline is spectacular. Like, I think, I think that, that is, uh, is, is it a sign of, like, masculinity? Like, what is, from a face, facial feature standpoint, like, what is a facial feature that goes, all right, that's some manly-ass shit? <clears throat> to me, to me, it's a jaw, right? It's not the nose. Maybe the eyebrows, you know what I mean? Maybe, by the way. I'm sure they do it in the States, but I've seen a handful of dudes have, uh, who have tattooed their eyebrows here in Korea. One of the Korean comedians, that dude has his eyebrows tat- um, tattooed. And on top of that, it don't even look natural. It looks like... You know, when you're, I don't know if you remember, but remember when you were like in kindergarten, first grade, and you have some sort of like assignment where you have to draw your family or some shit, and it's just fucking ugly. You know what I mean? The drawings are terrible. You know, you don't even know what it is. It's just a bunch of scribbles. Like, I I think I mentioned this before. I, I was good at almost every subject except art in terms of drawing. All my, uh, all my, all the people that I drew, you know what I mean? Like, like the, the, the face and the, the body, the, that was, that was okay. You know what I mean? But the hands, I could not draw hands to save my life. Every drawing that I had, the hands looked like cacti. You know what I'm saying? Never did good in those classes, those subjects. Uh, I have no idea why I brought that up. I completely lost my train of thought, but, oh, I get it. So you take that home, and then in in dramas and in movies or whatever, you see, you see people, like the parents, put up these, their kids' shitty drawings on their, uh, on their refrigerators, and you're like, what? Like, you don't put that shit up. That's not, that's not good. You know what I mean? Well, this dude's eyebrows look like one of them kids who failed at art. 
But giving that dude a tattoo is just terrible. Terrible, terrible shit. By the way, I don't understand why dudes here tattoo their eyebrows. I know women do it too. But women, I get it because, you know, you got to draw a fine contoured line. You know what I mean? Or if you have the Whoopi Goldberg going on where, you know, you barely, I don't know if she has any eyebrows. You know, you got to draw some, right? But for dudes, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary for dudes to, to, um, to tattoo their eyebrows um, unless you're a swimmer. I don't think you need to be shaving your legs. Um, matter of fact, I don't even mind women who don't shave their legs. It doesn't bug me. Um, armpits, uh, in all honesty, it doesn't, I mean, I haven't seen like, like tentacles under the arms before. I've never seen the, uh, the miyokup, the, the seaweed shit before. So I haven't seen like a completely super hairy woman only in pornos, uh, under the arms, I mean, but I don't think it'll gross me out that much, I don't know, you tell me, anyone here ever, uh, um, sleep with or date a woman with the, uh, I mean, I've, I've dated women with full, like, full 1970s porno bush before, right, but I haven't, seen hairy armpits i've seen like uh, uh, what i mean by hairy is like like the armpit looks like mine right like like i've seen like you know sometimes you know your girl forgot to shave right you know and uh and and it looks like um like lead pencil you know like lead pencil lead coming out of the arms like in the pores it's all right you know what i mean it's okay you know all right. I mean, I'm not really staring at armpit anyway, so whatever. Now, no, 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 the bush situation. Again, like, if it looks like, like old ass carpet, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Thick, cushiony, you know what I'm saying? Looks like you need to get like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, then I'll be like, okay, that's a little too much. But, I mean, I've seen, I've, I've been with girls who, who when they took off their underwear, they weren't wearing sexy underwear. They were wearing more of, uh, I guess the woman called it the period panties. She was wearing the period panties. And I was like, holy shit, like, you had hair that the, 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 the panties covered exactly the amount of hair, it was, it was, it was, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, it was, it was a lot, but it wasn't, like, thick, it was, it was, like, um, thin hair, but just, it covered a large surface area, and I went, oh, shit, that didn't bug me, I was like, okay, you're an adult, you know what I'm saying, like, it felt like I was having, uh, sexual coitus, coitus with, an adult, which is great. You know what I'm saying? In this day and age, I honestly don't think I can, you know, uh, like deal with, obviously I'm not going to have sex with kids because that's illegal, wrong, immoral. What I'm saying is like, like a 22-year-old at my age, maybe physically, a 22-year-old is fantastic, but, like, dealing with that shit? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how much patience I have anymore for, like, I don't want to teach or I don't want to, like, explain shit. Like, okay, so this is how a mortgage works, you know, or, oh, yeah, this is what an, um, this is what an interest rate is. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to teach a fucking 22-year-old that. You don't have patience for that shit, you know? The, the good thing is, though, if you do have the patience, they're going to look at you like you're a fucking genius. They're like, oh, my God. 
You know grown-up shit. You know what I mean? Or you hit them with some life hacks. You know, you, 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 you hit them with shit like, hey, did you know that uh, soda, soda could get rid of the rust stains in your bathroom? She'd be like, what? But yes, specifically Coca-Cola. Scrub it in. Matter of fact, if you take it out, put it inside a big fucking jar filled with Coca-Cola. Pull it out the next day. Rust gone. She's like, oh my God. How do you know so much about life? If you have the patience. Unfortunately, I don't. I'd be like, shut up. This is interest. Uh, wow, that, that, you know what, that, that was a big ass meandering of nothing, right? I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. I am, um, it is currently 2.38 a.m. here in Korea. I'm a little delirious. As I said earlier, I've been doing a lot of drinking. Today, I had some drinks. My buddy Bobby, back in town, unfortunately, he crashed, so I said, all right, fuck it, Bobby. I'm going to do one more Facebook Live on my own. Uh, he turned vegan, cannot eat anything that I want to eat, Unfortunately, but fortunately, his wife, not vegan. So I said, all right, me and you going to eat shit that we want to eat. He eats the side dishes because that's what he gets for making a stupid-ass decision becoming a vegan. Matter of fact, like, if, if, if you can't eat meat, I'm sure that, anyway, obviously there's vegetables and shit like that, but, like, there's a lot of soy and shit. Now, according to Bobby, who is on the, um, uh, who is on the vegan diet, is saying, like, oh, I, I read somewhere that if you eat a lot of soy products as a dude, because soy has estrogen, you grow some tits. And I was like, that's strange, because I don't eat any soy products, and I have fucking man boobs. Weird. Anyway, so today I, I, I had a little, I did a little boozing. And I've been, you know what? I've been doing a lot of boozing this whole, how do you say? This whole two, three weeks now. Whole two, three weeks. Been a lot of boozing. Um, and I wish I had like, like fun stories to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a lot of times, like, it, but you wish that the movie Hangover happened to you, right? Well, not specifically you, but you were in the vicinity. You were kind of around, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be chased by gangs and all that shit, but. But you do wish sometimes boozing will lead to a funny story. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like life's like that. That's like, for me, if I drink 10 days straight, maybe one day, one of those days, you have an interesting story. The other days, you're just like, yeah, I did the same shit that I did before, and it sucked. Not that it sucked, but you're like, meh, why am I out? I think that's a sign of being old. Um, another sign of being old is finding a white hair on your balls, right? White hair is in the head, not right. You know, that might be genetic, you know. White nose hairs, okay. That's getting there. You find one on your balls, you're like, okay, I better stop having sex with old ladies. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not, well, I don't know. I don't know who you, what do you consider old ladies, but. And I'm curious, do, um, does, uh, when you get like in your 60s and 70s, does your, does your fucking pubic hair get white too? Oh, that, that, that saddens me, if that's the case. 
Impressing. Hold on, guys. I'm going to get some water because uh, I'm, I'm beginning to sound like Marge Simpson right now. Hold on. Oh, homie. <laughs> So, by the way, if you're, uh, if you're living in Korea, uh, I'm sure there's Brita filters, but most poor people that I know, they just buy like, uh, like six of these two liter water bottles and it lasts them five days. So I have to lug this around, Korean style. That's if you're poor, which I am. I'm so poor. But I know a lot of Koreans are like, you know, they, I don't, I don't want to say that they complain, but, you know, they're, they're saying that living in Korea, it's, it's expensive. From, from, from my experience, it is definitely you can stretch a buck or a wan in Korea more than you can back home. The rent is relatively cheap. Now, if you are into fruits and vegetables, that might be a little steep here, but you can eat, I guarantee you, you can eat for two bucks and you, you won't be like fucking full, but it'll hold you over a meal. Right? And that's, that's kind of awesome, right? Now, for two bucks in the States, what do you get? All right, what do you get? You get, okay, you can get four um, jack-in-the-box tacos. God damn, I miss those jack-in-the-box tacos. Not because they're great, but those were good, munchy food, right? You can get, well, technically, you can get only one um, McChicken sandwich. You can get like three or four uh, McDonald's cheeseburgers, right? Yeah, but, but, there's a place, uh, well, I mean, in my neighborhood, there's a place that gives you a whole cutlet rice soup for three bucks. Less than three bucks, actually. Is some some channel which is three thousand one, which if you break it down it might be like two eighty, right? Amazing, it's a whole meal. Can't beat that. Can't beat it. The reason why I'm bringing all this up is that so that I can. Um, I'm trying to convince more people to come to Korea. Uh, not so that we can hang out. No, fuck that. We're not going to hang out. But, unless you're, unless we're friends. Uh, but if not, then good luck to you. But, uh, Korea's an interesting town. Seoul is. I haven't, I haven't ventured out much to the surrounding cities in Korea, which I plan on doing, given the fact that I sign with this management company. So, I'm sure that they're going to, you know, get me gigs and things like that, which will, I guess, help me see the city more, or see the country more. Um, seven years ago when I first came out here for a gig, uh, for I did a tour. I did like seven cities. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see those cities uh, from the perspective of a Korean or a local. Is because quiet people... Uh, book me on all these gigs, so I was hanging out with quiet people who really don't know much about the town. For example, in Busan, they put me up in a love motel. Now, I went to the love motel with my quiet handler, and uh, the, the owner, the cashier of the motel, looked at me like, 
like what who the, who the, why are you with this dude like why are you with this dude uh you know he looked at me like I was confused because the whack person was trying to uh you know talk to the owner like hey I need a room when I'm behind him and I could speak way better Korean than that guy you know you know what I'm saying John Kang says, Danny, you're my peeps. Keep doing you. Ho, oh, thank you. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I was, I was being shown around by, like, this, you know, like, six foot five Canadian dude, right? It looked like, you know, when we were walking down the street, I looked like his adopted son. Straight up, right? And so it, it, it was a little weird. However, however, uh, I mean, I had a good time. And the people I met were great, but I would like I would like to have that experience of what a local in that area would do. You know what I'm saying? Because look, here's the thing about K Town: locals should have kept certain places secret, but they did not, and that's why. I, I mean, I haven't been to K Town in seven months because I've lived here now or eight months now, but. Because locals didn't protect certain spots in K-Town, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, I'm going to say it's ruined. It's ruined because of, I don't know, gentrification. Okay, Here's, here, I'm going to ramble a little bit more. But I was going to San Jose, right, once. And I, had a, and I was flying out from LAX. I had a, I had a, uh, uh, I had this, uh, what do you call it, um, shirt that says, uh, uh, what was it, uh, keep, no, it wasn't keep Koreatown, what was it, what was the shirt, I don't even have it anymore, but anyway, it was like, uh, oh, I know what it is, the shirt said, I miss the old K-Town, all right, so I'm, 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 uh, I'm going, I'm going through the security check, and you know the security check where you do the fucking the 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 rock symbol and then that fucking you know s- space age whoop, the X-ray machine gets you right and then they stop you and then the TSA dude was this Mexican dude and he goes he looks at my shirt and he goes what was the old K Town like I don't know why he sounded like that but he did right so I looked at him and I said I looked around I said. And then he looked at me and he said, fucking gentrification. I don't know if you heard it, but he said, fucking gentrification. And I said, holy shit. That's hilarious. Fucking gentrification. I said, yeah. Fucking gentrification, bro. He's like, all right, man, you're good to go. Have fun in San Jose. Now, the argument is this. The argument is, well... Danny, isn't it good for business that these restaurants are packed? Absolutely. I'm sure that they have kids, you know, I mean, you know, the owners have kids and they have to fucking whatever, pay for bills, yada, yada, yada. Go make a living. Awesome. However, however, don't you hate it when you go to a Korean restaurant in Cape Town and you look around and you go, boom. There's more non-Koreans than Koreans here. What that tells me, if you are if you are not an avid listener of this podcast, what that tells me, big red flag, that place is Korean food sucks, dick. Terrible. If you walk into any Korean restaurant in the United States and there's more non-Koreans than Koreans, the food is going to be garbage, Right? Now, if you're in Korea, and if you see more than 10% of the people there that are non-Korean, it's going to suck. It's going to be terrible. In, in K-Town, LA, I'm going to give it to six, it, it should be at least 60% Korean. And you'd be like, all right, maybe. In Korea... If it's like 90%, you'd be like, okay, 
Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Here's another thing. I, I Not that I learned, but what I gather. There's some certificates here in Korea where it says some shit like good tourist restaurant. That's a blatant sign that goes, we're going to overcharge the fuck out of you. Tourist restaurants will say, hey, this is a good tourist restaurant. It's going to fucking, yep, get your ass. John Kang says, won't eat there. Pal Park, New Jersey. We'll never be that. Uh, you know, um, the, the, another interesting thing is when you go to like certain Korean restaurants, it'll tell you where the ingredients are from. You know what I'm saying? Which is interesting. Like you'd be like, okay, boom. This, the the beef here is either from America or Australia, but it'll say, you know, it'll tell you, from, you know, U.S. or Australia or. This chicken's from Chile, the Chile. You know, oh, this pork is Korean, Kuksan. You know, and I'm just like, damn, damn, like, like. Let me, do you think I'm? I'm curious. Do you think you can be racist because you ate? Like, like you'd be like, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't trust that beef because that's from Australia. Not that I don't like, I mean, I, I'm, I have nothing against Australian people, but get that Aussie beef out of here. Is that racist? Get that Chile fucking pollo out of my face. Give me the fucking, I want pollo from fucking Korea, puto. Like, you know, does that, does that, does that make it racist? I'm curious. I'm curious if you, if you, uh, you know, you can be racist about, you can't be, well, the origin of the food. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to me, to be honest, I believe that when it comes to pork dishes, the teji, the, 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 the galbi or the teji kogi, the sangyeopsal in Korea kicks American sangyeopsal ass all the time. You know what I mean? <clears throat> if Korean Sangipsal is the Cavaliers with LeBron, then American Sangipsal is the Raptors. Always getting owned. What a terrible analogy. I apologize if you don't know any basketball. No. John Kang says, racist, no. Judgmental and elitist, yes. You know, when you say elitist, when you say elitist, right, mm, I feel like there's this dude with like a monocle and like he always, he doesn't lean in to talk to you. Like I feel like elitist kind of back up, struck, struck a beard or at least a chin that I wish I had, only one, you know what I'm saying? And just be like, <laughs> you know, you got to back up too. You're like, well, I'm um, I'm more of a fan of Brazilian chicken. I'm sorry, I don't like Chile chicken. Hmm? I'm a fan of Argentinian beef and uh, picanha. Yeah, but and you know what? I was gonna shit on, and I think I've talked about this before. I was gonna shit on Korean beef, Hanu, and just just. I, all the beef dishes I've had in Korea, eh, beef was whatever. I was willing, I was really close to being like, yo, fuck the kogi here. Then, then, I went and I, I found the holy grail, the holy grail of beef in Seoul. If you're in the area, or actually if you're in Seoul, you got to check it out. It's a place called Majangdong. There's a, it's an area. It's a whole, like, two blocks of just butchers, right? So if you walk down that block, it's going to smell like, it's going to smell bad. It's going to smell like blood. You know what I mean? It's going to smell like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to smell like, hate to be gross, but it's going to smell like your girl on her period. Okay. Period. So, 
pants, panties. It's gonna smell like that. It's okay though. You go in, <clears throat> you go, you go window shop. It, it almost feels like the red light districts, right? So you go and you look, you look in the windows. You're like, oh, look at the marbling on that sirloin. Look at that shit right there. Bam. You order. There's a upstairs restaurant. You take that up. You fucking grill it right there. If you are a regular at some of these joints, you get like, you get, okay, sorry. This is, I've been in Korea for a little bit, so they, what they call, they call it service, right? And service means that shit's on the house, right? And me and my buddies, we went and we ordered one kilo of, uh, of sirloin and just, just grade A meat. For service, they gave us beef sashimi. I'm a I'm a I'm a ghetto dude from East LA, man. I didn't even know you can eat sashimi like that. I didn't know you can eat beef raw. I mean, I've had beef tartare. Don't get it twisted. I'm not that low class, but it was like a. It was a just a. Th- a, a, a thick, it wasn't even thin, it wasn't minced, it wasn't anything, it was just like a, it wasn't ground beef, it was just big chunks of, it's like you got a sirloin steak, right, and you just chopped it for you to eat, but it wasn't cooked at all, and they were like, bam, here's some wasabi and some soy sauce, beef sashimi, and I'm like, all right, all right, whatever, let's bring it. I got gout, not supposed to do this. This sure is not gonna be good for me, but fuck it. I'm not gonna be a race car driver. I'm not gonna be a marathon runner. Don't need both my feet. Fuck it, son. That's what I did. Amazing. Then we go into the shit that we bought. The sirloin. It. It made me change my mind. You know what I mean? Like, when we're talking about whether or not it's racist to judge food by where the fuck it's from. You know what I mean? Now, if I go, yo, this beef is from Korea, I'd be like, where in Korea? And if the person goes, yo, we got that from Majandong, I'd be like, yes. Immediately. Right here. Bring it. So, once again, for all those that are planning to be in Korea soon, you got to check out Majandong. Here's another tip. You can buy wine there. It's not it's not the cheapest shit, but buy some wine, eat some kogi, you'll thank me. You know what I'm talking about. The reason why I'm talking a lot about food right now is because um, tomorrow, so there's going to be another segment that I'm going to be on on the radio for uh, This Set and Amy on TBS EFM at 1.3, where me and my buddy uh, Kobe, not Bryant, he's, uh, this guy is a big white dude, um, we're going to uh, go to an area in Korea uh, and try out lamb skewers. Now, me being an ignorant, ignorant fuck, uh, I thought... Uh, uh, I thought that lamb skewers, yangkochi, was a Korean dish. And I was like, yo, this is my favorite Korean dish, is yangkochi. Turns out, it's not Korean at all. I think it's more of the, uh, on the Chinese side. And I was like, all right, Chinese people, you win. That's some delicious shit. Uh... Uh, John Kang says, racism or any ism implies hate. Uh, no hate, no ism. Got it. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of a word that ends in ism, and you're wrong. Prism. Boom. You don't know shit. Prisms are hatred for... Pr- 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 fucking, I can't. I'm, it's, too, it's too late. Can't do it. Apologize, John. Good one. Thanks for teaching. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go to uh, the Yankochi place, which is lamb skewers. Jism, the hatred for the letter J. 
Um, uh, so, and I'm excited because it's not like we're going to go to only one. We might go to a handful of restaurants and try out other shit, not just the lamb skewers, which is the main. And I'm, and you know how much I like lamb skewers? Matter of fact, I had that for dinner today with Bobby and his wife. That's how much I like lamb skewers. And I'm going to do that shit tomorrow. So I'm going to smell uh, awful. Awful. Uh, uh, oh, which reminds me, I was thinking about what I had to do tomorrow as I'm fucking rambling about nothing here. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to be on Korean radio at night uh, with the comedian, female comedian, An Young Mi. Uh, Go YouTuber she, or Google her. She's, she's funny. Uh, she was on SNL Korea. Uh, she might be the... And, and, and don't take this the wrong way. She might be one of the, the raunchiest Korean comedians, in, female comedians out here. But what I mean by raunchy, I mean for Korean standards. You can't get too crazy on Korean TV. So she tiptoes the line of whatever. And, you know, she seems to... Uh, have that character of being the most, mm, the, the, the raunchiest, right? So I'm excited to meet her. I'm excited to tell, I, I gotta do stand up, yo. I'm gonna do stand up in front of two people tomorrow. I've done stand up in front of two people before. It never goes well. So I might bomb live on radio tomorrow at NBC, on NBC radio. But who cares? Check it out. If I bomb, I bomb. Um, but, yeah. You don't do stand-up comedy. You don't do bits on, uh, on radio. Because the one thing it's missing is a fucking audience. Where you can hear the laughter. It, it'll help you with timing. It'll help you with pacing. But there's going to be none of that. I'm just going to just go... And just stare at two Korean comedians and just be like, um, you know, here's a joke. Knock, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, and on top of that, Korean radio is it's way more sensitive in terms of censorship than in the U.S. Matter of fact, you can't name any brand names. You know what I'm saying? You can't be like, yo, I was talking on my iPhone the other day, eating McDonald's. You know, drinking some Starbucks. No. Can't do any of that shit. So, so I'm going to have to kind of tiptoe around that. And, um, and then I got to, then on top of that, I'm going to be interviewed in Korean. And my Korean ain't that good. So I might sound like, you know, uh, like a, like a, like a slow kid. So it might be a disaster tomorrow, guys. So if you're in Korea... You know, uh, if you're in Korea, then listen to it. <laughs> uh, NBC, NBC Radio, I think I'm going to be on at uh, 9 o'clock. So I might fucking bomb on, on, on Korea, Korean radio. That's why I'm not telling, like, my, my family in Korea. I'd be like, yo, Samchun, I'm going to be on the radio because they're going to be like, uh, all right, whatever. You know, listen. And I'm going to bomb. This is going to be embarrassing. And, um, yeah. So, wish me luck, guys. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if uh, I'm going to do another Facebook Live next week because, uh, you know, I want to do it with, with Bobby. Uh, yeah, it's a private chat. with. You're right. It's just me and you, John. There's only one person watching now. I don't give a fuck. Um so yeah, next week I might uh, I might do it back uh, do it back with Bobby. My fucking Korean, my English is terrible. I'm gonna do it with Bobby, uh, not the Facebook Live, just recording. Uh, but uh, for all those that are in Korea or the ones that can uh, tell their friends, Bobby is gonna be doing uh, the Chechun International Film Festival for his movie fiction and other realities. And so tell your friends. Or go to Chechen. Uh, I believe it is on August 10th and 11th. So do that. 
Uh, and if you don't want to go that far to touch on, you can come check me out. This week, I'll be at the JDB Square in Hongdae. Mm, the following week, I'll be at the JBD Square in Hongdae. And then the week that Bobby's in Chechen, I'll be doing the Hongdae Comedy Week with Nami Sok on Saturday on the 11th. So for all information, check me out, Danny Cho Comedy, on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, email uh, ktowncowboys at gmail.com. All right? Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.